0: Welcome to The Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University.
1: Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael.
0: What story do you have today?
1: Here's a story from Shirley Wine.
2: Following the example of our parents, my husband and I decided We would become snowbirds in Florida in 1980. By 1984, I realized we were spending more time than I had thought we would, and it was time for me to find a volunteer activity that I would enjoy. Volunteering has always expanded my viewpoint and given me more opportunities to be involved with the community. So I happened to find an article in the Miami Herald featuring a woman who was volunteering in the public schools in Broward in the Listen to Children program. Well, I was intrigued, especially since I recognized the picture of her in the paper. It was somebody I already knew. She was a friend of my parents. So I called her up and we talked about the program, and I decided this was something that did interest me. I'd loved to be in a babysitter as a teenager, and I was happy to find an activity that was something that I hadn't ever considered before. The Listen to Children program was run by the Mental Health Association of Broward. At the time, they were located on Andrews Avenue. So that's where I went for my training. The training took about 10 hours over the course of two days. And we heard from a lot of people, especially from the school department and guidance councils about how valuable this program was. Well, I started listening and thoroughly enjoyed the experience, watching children mature and learning how to cope with what was going on in their lives. I spent the next 35 years being a listener. COVID changed, and brought an abrupt end to that activity when they refused to let volunteers enter the schools after the spring of 2020. Working with the Mental Health Association offered other opportunities for me. One particular challenge came up when the director told me she was, would like to have a newsletter specifically geared to the Listen to Children program. She had found another listener who had editorial experience with newsletters but she would uh, only agree to do it if she could have a co-editor. So the director asked me, would I be interested in being the co-editor? Well, of course, I had no experience in writing, no experience in editing, and no experience in publishing. And I said, yes, anyway. When I showed up the following week to meet this volunteer co-editor, she was a no-show, so the director asked me to do it anyway, that she would show show me and work with me. The newsletter was, was a real challenge to me, but I loved doing it. I would interview or ask other health professionals to write articles for the newsletter. I would review books and magazines on the subject of children's psychology. I had created for the program specifically games and activities that listeners could use with their children. always made room for relevant cartoons. Started out with a cut and paste method of putting a newsletter together. Eventually I learned how to work with computer using the pacemaker program. So it was a good opportunity to learn other things and good opportunity to discover creativity that I didn't know I had. And the name of that newsletter was called The Listener.
0: Shirley Wine, story about volunteering.
1: You know, I have a soft spot for stories about volunteering, Michael. And this one really is a gentle, simple, quiet story told in a gentle, quiet way that really touched my heart.
0: I found it interesting that you could just be a listener as a volunteer.
1: Think about that. We don't learn how to listen in school as a class. We certainly don't have a college class in listening, although in my storytelling classes, I do spend a lot of time on that. But Shirley certainly seems to have been very well prepared for this job, just sitting and letting the kids be heard.
0: That is what she was volunteering for. It doesn't seem like it was a job that was needed, but apparently it is.
1: When you think about it, especially if there are a lot of kids at home, or if the parents are very busy or not around much, or for one reason or another are not good listeners, It is so important for anybody, but especially a child, to have that attention. And I was just blown away by this program. It just sounds incredible.
0: She went into training for over 10 hours to learn how to listen. And then she ended up volunteering for another job. I don't think they gave her any training on how to be an editor.
1: Well, that's the funny thing. It's almost like you do the the Peter Principle, I guess it is. You know, you do your job so well, you're kicked upstairs. They needed uh, somebody to do a co-edit, and here she was so good at listening. But she said, "I've never done this." And what do you think? Oh, don't worry, you've got somebody else to work with, no problem. And then that the person was a no-show. Shirley had no experience but she's intelligent and clearly she listened to directions right and did a wonderful job
0: i assume that the editor that didn't show up was also a volunteer and that's that's what you got to worry about with volunteers since they don't get paid it's hard to get committed people
1: you're absolutely right people have a lot going on and they've got a lot of different you know you ask a busy person they've got a lot of volunteer activities i'm sure and and other other responsibilities Surely, she says she's gonna show up. She showed up for 35 years till the program ended. What I wondered is this person who, and I am not casting aspersions, I don't know this person at all, but wouldn't it be funny if the woman had no intention of showing up, or if the woman who put the two of them together as co-editors had no intention of anybody's doing it other than Shirley. (laughs) But Shirley would not have stepped forward in the first place if she had thought she was doing it alone because she didn't know what she was doing, right? So it's a great way to get somebody to volunteer for something. Don't worry, you won't be alone. And then it turned out she rose to the occasion beautifully. I'm not saying there wasn't that kind of ulterior motive. I'm just a little cynical when I hear stories. That's all.
0: Well, she spent a lot of time listening to students, and then the newsletter was called "The Listener." I just hope the newsletter was as effective as she was listening to the students:
1: I'll bet you, I'll bet you it was.
0: Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If our listeners have a South Florida story they would like to share, how can they get in touch with you?
1: In the spirit of this story, volunteer. Volunteer to tell a story. Email me at cneil, that's C-N-E-I-L-E, at F-A-U dot E-D-U. You don't need to send me a summary. I'll send you the very simple instructions. You can do this at home.
0: Our website also has additional information as well as archived stories at wlrn.org. Just click Radio and the Public Storyteller. Thanks, Karen.
1: Thank you, Michael. See you next week.
0: Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday.